igniting original concepts. You felt like you were really making a difference for them. Why wouldn't you do that? The biggest challenge you have is not to... You're going to have disruptions all the time. If you want something different, you have to be willing to do something different. You're listening to Forest FM, the salon business show with your host, Zoe Gorilla Springer. For your industry, by your industry. It's late February or early March of last year, and I'm about to get a prescription to start gender-affirming hormone replacement therapy, or HRT. Meaning that for me specifically, as a trans and non-binary person who wishes to present in a masculine way, I'm about to start taking testosterone. Now, I remember that endocrinologist appointment like it was yesterday. Doing his due diligence, the doctor wants to make sure I'm aware of and understand the different side effects I could experience. I am. We discussed them nonetheless. Deep down, I know there's only one side effect that I'm not mentally prepared for, and that's male pattern baldness. Even though I've been keeping my hair short since the tender age of 10, I've always had a head full of hair with incredible volume and curls for days. Male pattern baldness? At that moment, I decide to cross the bridge if and when I get to it. Well, turns out in the late summer or fall, I see that bridge take shape. And it takes me a bit of time to voice my concerns. Is it just me? Is this actually starting to happen? Now, I have a very close relationship with my barber, so I ask him about it. It's indeed not just in my head, but it's also not too bad. Still quite easy to conceal. Now, I'm based in Montreal, and summer's right around the corner at this stage. Normally, what I do is get a buzz cut. You know, I keep it short in the summer, let it grow out in the fall and the winter. But for the first time in years, I'm kind of scared of what that'll look like. I consider my experience with hair thinning to be very mild, so far at least. But for millions of people, hair thinning and hair loss cause dramatic changes that will affect their daily quality of life, both physically and emotionally, increasing anxiety levels and making them feel as though they're losing control over their identity, perhaps some even their lives. On TikTok alone, the hashtag hair loss currently totals 5.9 billion views. According to information provided by BosleyMD, most of us have about 100,000 strands of hair, and we shed up to 100 each day going about our daily routines. It's when you notice excessive hair shedding, so more than 150 strands shed in a single day, that you want to pay attention to when and how many hairs are lost. Now, that being said, spotting excessive hair thinning or loss isn't always easy. Often it's noticed when it becomes more moderate, leaving more and more people to actively seek certified stylists to discuss their concerns and get advice for ways to move forward with treatment options. But if there's not only more research being carried out, knowledge available on the topic, and talk about the subject online, it doesn't make the topic any less sensitive to talk about, both for the client and the stylist. Triggers for hair loss are often around other major life events, chemo, menopause, hormonal treatment, postpartum, etc., making the person in the chair vulnerable in more ways than one. So the question is, Just how much medical knowledge do we have on hair thinning and hair loss, and what part can a hairdresser or stylist realistically play in helping clients navigate their distress? There's more knowledge and there's more exposure out there than ever before. So um, a lot of times people will be sitting at home and they don't really quite know what to do. They know, you know, that they're shedding. And I have yet to see a stylist, even if they don't understand the science behind hair loss, I have yet to see a stylist that will not research and find out, you know, the solution, um, you know, for that individual. A lot of people don't know how much thinning they're having until it's too late. You know, you're looking at a combined of over 
170 million views, you know, on TikTok of people searching for answers. Um, if you're at the shampoo bowl and you're seeing more and more hair and you're actually seeing the thinning that's happening, you know, every few weeks when that person is in, you know, you have a relationship with that person and how do you bring it up? Because, you know, it's, it's almost a little bit taboo sometimes to talk about because you don't want to insult that client, but the client's sitting there going, oh my gosh, I know I'm having more shedding and the stylist is saying, oh, I know I'm having more shedding. So it can be as simple as just asking the question at the station. It's like, hmm, are you seeing more hair in your brush? Global Director of Education at Bosley MD, Colleen Camp is an education authority in the hair loss community and a sought-after expert regarding COVID hair loss in women, PCOS, postpartum, antigen alluvium, including treatment and prevention. A highly accomplished leader in salon education with over 30 years of beauty industry experience, including a successful career as a licensed hairdresser, award-winning salon owner, nationally recognized speaker and platform artist, she shares her vast knowledge of treating hair loss with thousands of men, women, and the stylists who serve them. Her volunteer activities include helping women who've been affected by severe hair loss conditions and working with manufacturers to supply them with the products necessary to address their needs. And today, Colleen joins me on Forest FM to examine the various causes for hair loss, the increase of hair thinning and hair loss discussions online, where the research on it all is at today, how knowledge and education can help stylists approach hair loss conversations with expertise and care, and last but not least, to give an overview of Bosley MD's Thinning Hair Expert program and its popular modules. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining me on Forest FM, Colleen. How are you doing? Oh, Zoe, thanks so much for having me. So having a great day and was really looking forward to get a chance to talk to you today. The feeling's really mutual. Truth is, I, I honestly thought that our intro call could have been a podcast episode in itself. Um, but there is so much to talk about when it comes to this topic. And I'm just really keen to help bring awareness to it. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a very important topic, you know, that a lot of people are being faced with. So I was just very, very grateful um, that you were having this podcast, you know, surrounding the thinning hair space, because it is a very important subject to hairstylists. Agreed. And uh, before we get into the thick of it, I, I've shared some information about yourself and your role at Bosley MD. Would you mind sharing just for the sake of context, the story of Bosley MD as a company? I, I know that there were some major leadership shifts back in 2020, starting with a full circle moment where Ian Murphy made a homecoming uh, return to the company as president after co-creating the Bosley Pro line a little over 10 years ago. I guess my question is, what's Bosley MD's ethos and what does the company stand for today? You know, that the best way to explain that is I like to share with people what our mission is because Bosley MD is the global thinning hair authority empowering women and men, all humans, with the most comprehensive hair growth solutions. And that's our focus. That's all we do is develop hair growth solutions. Right. The company's been established for over 45 years. Like, how did it start and where is it at today? Like, has there been like a massive change, I guess, in recent years because of um, the fact that like we have more, you know, information around hair thinning and hair loss and, and people are talking about it more and want more answers to their questions? Sure. So the the timeline. So Boz Lee. Um, not Bosley MD, but Bosley has been around for almost 50 years. And that would be mm -hmm. a team of um, 
hair loss surgeons that have devoted their career uh, to this space, Bosley MD, the product line was created to um, for home care um, for people that have you know had surgeries and want to treat their hair transplants, but also for those that don't want to end up in a hair transplant center uh, to begin with. So we're more uh, preventative uh, with our products. So, and the products have been around for almost 10 years. There was a rebranding um, that happened back in 2020 uh, yep. that uh, we switched from Bosley Pro to Bosley MD because it embraced more of our our medical uh, background and our doctor and stylist collaborated formulas. Right. Okay. And so then on a more personal aspect of things, like what brought you specifically to this field of work and education and what keeps you in it? Because I feel like you don't necessarily just stumble into that kind of field, right? So is there like something keeping you feeling close to the topic? Uh, so, Zoe, that's my all-time favorite question because this is so near and dear to my heart as a stylist um, because I taught hair color for a long time and I got involved in the thinning hair space to help people, mm. you know, because so many situations, the hair loss could have been prevented had they just had the proper information or or coaching or products. And so I did it because it pulls on my heartstrings and I want to help people. And it, gosh, you... It is so amazing when you can, you know, prevent hair loss or if you can just, you know, reduce the shedding. And in a lot of cases, you can regrow hair. A lot of people don't know how much thinning they're having until it's too late. Mm. Uh, because primarily the number one reason we lose our hair is genetics. That just mean it ran in our mother or father's side. Um, but unless you have a case like alopecia areata where it, you know, is coming out in circles or something that's very, very noticeable. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it's just an overall thinning. Um, but we do know that men thin differently than women. Right. Um, men typically lose it in through the top. And then um, women typically always lose it globally, meaning it just thins all over. Um, which is, is very interesting to me as a stylist that it's uh, been shown how different the thinning process is. What you're saying there, like, I know you mentioned alopecia and, and you also mentioned like genetics. So are there other types of like uh, hair loss in terms of like hormonal, inflammatory? Is there anything else out there that um, we should be on the lookout for or... Yeah, alopecia is the big umbrella word. You know, there's several different types of alopecia, um, but there's also mm -hmm. um, something called telogen effluvium, which is uh, thinning due to stress. But there's lots of different types of, they call it TE. Uh, when you search online, everybody refers to it as TE. They don't refer to it as telogen effluvium because that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, but telogen effluvium um, is different type of stress-related hair loss. And that would be, you know, postpartum hair loss, you know, after a mom has had a baby. Uh, the one that we saw most recently and still seen is COVID hair loss. Mm. Um, and some people are getting COVID for the second and the third time, and they're getting TE and having significant hair loss uh, during their recovery after COVID. So um, that's been, that has been the biggest question we still get asked is hair loss after COVID, which is a form of TE. Wow. Okay. So I was reading up on an article from 2021 or 2020, maybe even on hair loss. And 
in there, there was a statement that according to the American uh, Academy of Dermatology, 40% of women will have visible hair loss by the time they are 40 years old. Have those numbers changed over the last two years or even, yeah, I guess two years later? And and are those numbers similar when you look at men's uh, hair loss? Uh, yes. So those numbers have increased for both women and for men uh, when it comes to hair loss and and basically all humans, you know, on the planet. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that has to do with stress related hair loss and then also the pandemic. You know, the pandemic created, you know, physicalities that caused hair loss, but it was the stress that we all were under, under the pandemic that also is causing that hair loss. And it actually is tra causing trauma to the hair follicle. And when your cortisone levels grow up, that, you know, affects the hair follicle. And then, you know, that causes um, hair loss. But yes, it's increasing <laughs> all the way around. So in and has increased since that. And how long could it take, like, for just things to kind of like mellow out from the stress part, right? Of like living through a pandemic and going through lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. Like how long could it take, you know, for our society to just kind of recover from those levels of stress and see the numbers of hair loss related to stress kind of go down? Yeah. So it's very interesting because the growth cycle is about two to six years on, on average um, for all of us. And then okay. the hair goes into a pause and then it sheds out. And so as hairstylists, we know that is antigen, canogen, intelligent. So, um, but if you look at those time frames, you know, the growth cycle is the longest, then it pauses for a couple of weeks, then it sheds out, but it waits five to six weeks before it re-enters into the growth cycle. And this is constantly happening on your head. Mm. So, but in stress related, conditions um, and specifically with COVID, it almost the hair loss almost always happened almost to the date, seven to eight weeks after they recovered from COVID. And then it all starts shedding in handfuls, but then it pauses mm. and it waits way longer before it enters into the normal growth cycle. So what we saw um, with stress-related hair loss, specifically with COVID, is that normal timeframes were not normal when it came to stress-related mm -hmm. um, hair losses. Um, and alopecia areata, which is solely a stress-related hair loss, that's when you lose it in little circles um, across your head. Mm -hmm. um, and in that case, the time frame when the stress has been removed, usually the hair growth then starts to come back and it re-enters into a growth cycle. So, but the first time ever in my career as a stylist, have I seen the growth cycle interrupted in different timeframes? It's, it's just so interesting and fascinating um, how it's different types of stress-related hair loss um, affects the growth cycle. It is interesting. And, and clearly, although perhaps for different reasons, um, the general public thinks the same as well. I didn't realize how much people were talking about hair loss and hair thinning on social media platforms like TikTok until you shared with me that there are, what, over 120 million views pertaining to the fact that 50% of women will have some type of hair loss after having a baby and over 100 million views on the subject of PCOS. Now, you also said that people in that space, right, talking about this on social media, mostly have questions and not a lot of answers. 
just how much knowledge do we actually have, medically speaking, on hair thinning and hair loss in people of all genders? Where's the research at on all of this? And how come there aren't more answers to people's questions? <laughs> yeah, so it is a head scratcher for sure. And yes, those numbers are staggering. You know, um, that, you know, you're looking at a combined of over 170 million views, you know, on TikTok of people searching for answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tackle that one at a time. So postpartum hair loss um, is due to all the hormonal shifts that a uh, mother's body goes through after they have that baby. So um, all those hormonal shifts are what's causing um, the hair to shed out, you know, thicker, um, but it usually comes back. But there's a lot of things that they can do to prevent that. You know, there's botanical based products. You can feed the scalp with biotin, caffeine, apple stem cell extract. There's a lot of things you can do to prevent that from ever even happening. Cause you know, after that beautiful little bundle of joy is born, <laughs> the hormonal shifts are going to happen and the hair loss is probably going to happen. It's going to happen to half of young moms that are out there. So there is things that they can do to prevent it. Cause we know what's happening with PCOS. That one medically is a little bit different. And that one is a really harsh disease because that happens um, to females in their reproductive years and they lose hair on their Mm -hmm. head and they grow hair in other places on their chin and on their neckline. It's a really, really unfair disease. And that one, they know it's a hormonal imbalance Um, with androgen levels. A lot of times the doctor will treat that with simply putting them on birth control pills um also minoxidil is highly recommended um to regrow hair on the top of the head um and then there's also healthy hair foods too um that they can eat to try to help you know get those androgen levels in line so so both are very different and unique and different things are going in their body but both are treatable and uh with postpartum hair loss it's a lot of time is preventable So if we know that 50% of women will have some type of hair loss after having a baby, and we know that this is often preventable, as you've just said, definitely treatable, and that we also know that women and men's needs in terms of hair loss and hair thinning are different, how is it that we only now have uh, 50-50 parity in solutions that speak to women in particular? Yeah, I think um, the reason why is there's more knowledge and there's more exposure out there than ever before. So um, a lot of times people will be sitting at home and they don't really quite know what to do. They know, you know, that they're shedding. And a lot of uh, women has told us that they're a little hesitant to go into the salon if they're experiencing hair loss because they think they're going to experience more if they get, you know, color services or um, you know, mm. sometimes you'll have people that will even just not even shampoo their hair because they're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to, you know, experience the shedding. So the fact that now women are purchasing as many hair loss prevention products as men, I think is strictly as there's a lot more information that is out there in understanding why hair loss in women is different than men and they know what products uh, to pick. Perfect example is minoxidil. Mm. Um, there's minoxidil that comes in different uh, strengths for women versus men, right. um, strictly because women have um, a reaction uh, to minoxidil that they don't see typically happen, you know, in men. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot more information that there's ever been out there before. And there's a lot more hairdressers that are specializing in this. 
um, people go to their stylist first over their doctor, <laughs> over to a family member. They go to them to ask the question. Um, and more and more stylists now are able to answer that question. Perfect segue. Around the time we had our intro call, the Volume Up by the Tease podcast released an episode also on hair loss, um, and it was titled Hairdressers are the Frontline to Hair Loss. What are your thoughts on that statement? Do you feel as though that's true? You know, I'm so glad that that is true, <laughs> you know, because it's a comfortable, safe place mm. for any human to talk about thinning hair, you know, and I have yet to see a stylist, even if they don't understand the science behind hair loss, I have yet to see a stylist that will not research and find out, you know, the solution, um, you know, for that individual. So I'm so happy to hear that statement. And I, I know even a lot of my clients, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I feel so comfortable and safe talking about this, you know, with you. So, but sometimes it can be a little hard to bring up on both sides for either the client or the stylist. Yeah, I'm sure. Like from your experience as a stylist, like how, how would you have brought up or, you know, helped clients yourself back in the days? Like how, how did that come up for you? Yeah, this is the number one training module that we have in education <laughs> with Bosley MD. So, uh, yeah, so we teach stylists how to have the conversation because yeah. if you're at the shampoo bowl and you're seeing more and more hair and you're actually seeing the thinning that's happening, you know, every few weeks when that person is in, you know, you have a relationship with that person and how do you bring it up? Because, you know, it's, it's almost a little bit taboo sometimes to talk about because you don't want to insult that client, but the client's sitting there going, oh my gosh, I know I'm having more shedding and the stylist is saying, oh, I know I'm having more shedding. So it can be as simple as just asking the question at the station, it's like, hmm, are you seeing more hair in your brush? Have you seen mm. more hair in the shower? And then just a soft pause and allow that person to respond. Um, I find when I pose those questions, the floodgates open, the client mm. will start sharing their personal story and then the stylist has now earned the permission to talk about thinning with that person because they actually brought it up first due to that targeted question. So that right. would be the simple answer for that is, is asking a very caring and compassionate question and then just listening. And then you right. can make recommendations from there. And that works amazingly well. You're saying how that works amazingly well. Just how much of your personal experience as a stylist and as an educator has shaped or informed the curriculum you've built for Bosley MD's Thinning Hair Expert Program? Yeah, so I've been in education for a very long time and I absolutely love it. It's near and dear to my heart. And when I first got connected up in the thinning hair space and helping people, you know, um, with, you know, hair regrowth, it was a natural transition then to align with mm. a bit a line that's scientifically based because then the education is easy right when you've got scientifically proven results you've got the best medical team out there that know the most information that makes the education part easy right because now you're just like sharing right. that knowledge and you know i've been given the gift when it comes to like you know, writing copy and that type of thing and writing education curriculum. So I look at it as the most perfect situation um, when I got connected up with the Bosley MD medical team 
um, as an opportunity to help stylists so they can help their clients. Right. So without getting into the specifics of Bosley MD's Thinning Hair Expert Program, because I want to get to that in just a minute, what part of the conversation around hair loss and hair thinning can hairdressers or stylists take on when working with clients? And where should they draw the line in terms of what they can actually take on and offer support with? Sir, yeah. Um, well, definitely become certified, get, you know, educated on the subject. Um, if you're not certified in the category, then you can definitely recommend to somebody, you know, that's been through that training. And there's also this very unique position called a trichologist. And the trichologist bridges the gap between cosmetology and dermatology. And it's somebody that's been medically trained, um, a licensed stylist, to be able to recommend and help a client understand the different types of hair loss. Um, so that is a, a great way to um, learn more information than maybe mm -hmm. what you even would with your doctor, because a lot of doctors don't specialize in hair loss and even right. dermatology. And so... Um, it's very easy to just say, oh, we'll try this or try that versus doing the deeper dive. And it's like, oh, okay, you have alopecia areata versus, um, you know, you have androgenetic alopecia. Um, so somebody that is highly specialized and had that medical training in addition to their cosmetology license can really help. Mm -hmm. Are there many people who specialize in that? <laughs> There's not. And I'm finding out um, that there is not. So there's more and more of um, stylists that have been through the training, the thinning hair expert training that are now going and getting their trichology um, medical certification, but it's a two-year process. So, okay. um, and I'm in that process right now. Oh my God. Um, but uh, yes. And again, doing that also too, just to help people, but there's not a lot because it's, it, it's a big, um, commitment mm. from a study standpoint, from a, you know, a, um, you know, a student standpoint, you know, it's kind of like going back to college. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So to, to bring it back to then the education offering that you do offer at um, Bosley MD. So I guess like my impression and maybe I'm wrong is that for the salon professional, the, the most, I guess, difficult thing is to start having that conversation, right? Like to feel comfortable addressing the the thinning or maybe like, you know, just even bringing it up in, in, in case that the client might get offended or it might hurt the relationship or whatever that is. So you have a thinning hair expert certification education program created specifically for the professional stylist. How does this offering of yours work? What does it cover? And what modules are typically the most popular, I guess. Sure. So, um, yeah, so there's six mini modules. Um, it's, it's very fun, but also comprehensive. Um, and of the modules, the ones that are the most popular, most definitely how to have the conversation, um, mm -hmm. types of hair loss, um, the, um, in addition to um, that, also why Bosley MD? So we do a little bit deeper dive, not going into products, but you know, treatment and prevention. Um, right. And then also just a, you know, just the background of what's going on inside the hair follicle and the hair structure. Um, so 
most people, they start with one and they continue on through each one. It takes about 10, 15 minutes for each module. And a lot of stylists at the end, they're like, oh, is there more? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, yes, we're we're creating more. So, um, and then at the end, after they earn their certification, they can, if they want to, they can be listed on our salon finder to um, be listed as completing their certification. And we now are joining clients that are sitting at home, not going into the salon with mm-hmm. those that have completed that certification only if the stylists choose to, but they can be listed uh, because we have a lot of people hitting our website, wanting to go to a stylist that's completed this education. Um, and oh, it's complimentary. Okay. It's complimentary to the stylist, the professional stylist. So, Which is amazing, frankly. Um, was it surprising to you to see website traffic from consumers in that specific way? Yeah, we had no idea that <laughs> that, the, that many clients were sitting at home not going into a salon because they felt like they were misunderstood. Mm. So to be able to connect those two together um, is a beautiful and wonderful thing um, because somebody can go back into the salon now and feel like they can talk to somebody that has some background and some knowledge on that. So it's it's a great way for um, the client, you know, to gain expert knowledge, but it's also, you know, a business builder for the stylist yeah. as well. If they want to become, you know, like a thinning hair destination, um, we have stylists that, you know, sometimes are have people drive four to five hours, you know, to be able to to meet with them uh, because there's nobody else in their area that are certified. So it's a wonderful thing to be able to bring those two together. And is your Salon Finder initiative a global one or is it restricted to stylists and consumers living in the U.S.? We have gone global, just like everybody else, right? So, yes, yeah, so we are, are listing people. Um, primarily now it's the U.S. and Canada, mm-hmm. but it's it's expanding from there. And we also created um, now the Thinning Hair Expert Certification Program in three languages. So we okay. have it in English, French, and Spanish. Amazing. Um, and requests for more languages, but we're happy to at least provide it in three languages at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's an awesome start for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So do you have, I guess this is like one of my last questions really, but like, do you have any anything in your training offering that could help stylists better navigate things like planned hair loss, right? With clients that are maybe starting chemotherapy or any kind of other things like that, where you know you're going to experience hair loss. Obviously, when it comes to chemo, like it's it's obviously a highly emotional time. And I know that like, I was just speaking to my manager earlier today and she was saying that, you know, she's known stylists to some of them like close the salon down to Mm -hmm. have and make that appointment feel safer, more comfortable. Like, is there anything that can help even from just your personal experience that can help stylists navigate planned hair loss appointments with clients? Yes. Yes. So Angie and effluvium, that's when we lose our hair due to cancer. And I'll, I'll speak to that one. The other one, um, it's not really a planned hair loss, but it's a planned surgery that causes hair loss. And that would be significant hair loss after weight loss surgery. Mm. Um, so those would be the, the two big ones, but, um, Angie and effluvium I'll speak to first that one, the chemotherapy and radiation is, is almost always going to cause 100% hair loss across the body. And, uh, one of the things that we teach and share is how to manage that conversation because, um, 
I don't ever want, you know, someone to promise like, oh, if you use this product, you may not lose your hair. It is most likely you are going to lose your hair. Mm -hmm. However, just the fact that you are talking to somebody that knows that chemotherapy is going to kill all the bad cells, but it's going to kill all the good cells, you know, and that's what our hair follicle structure, you know, is made of. So yes, you're most likely going to lose your hair. However, a lot of times the doctors will allow you to take supplementation, you know, um, during the chemotherapy and the radiation. But where I like to be there for them is when the hair starts to grow back because it almost always grows back a different texture, okay, thicker and curly and curly and curly. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> so, um, anyway, so when the hair starts to grow back, that's a perfect time to, you know, to recommend a scalp serum that they can use twice a day that you're feeding that scalp, um, with biotin and niacin and, um, you know, apple stem cell extract to help encourage that growth cycle. So there's things you can do as that hair starts to come back. And then also as a stylist, there's things you can do, um, to help manage that, that strand structure because it's going to feel different to the client. So, yeah. but what I find is when the stylist is a hair hero and can let them know what to anticipate, that makes it so much easier, mm. you know, and then to be there to hold their hand. And of course, um, and a lot of people choose to not shave their head until their hair uh, forms, it'll end up forming and it actually starts to dreadlock. Right. Um, so a lot of times they're like, I just don't, I don't want to shave it until I absolutely have to. And and that's when you'll, as you mentioned, um, close the salon down or go to their house. And it's, you know, it, it's very, very tough. Um, but there's so many great hair pieces out there now, too. It's gone such a long ways, yeah. you know, with technology, too. And it looks a lot more natural. So, yeah. So it's a great, great opportunity to be there for them on lots of levels, not just a knowledge level. Yeah. Keep it real. Keep it real. Keep the conversation real. Don't overpromise um, because it is most likely it is going to be uh, it's going to be complete hair loss. So, um, yeah, don't don't ever promise. We'll try this. Maybe this will work because it's a completely different situation when you're going through chemotherapy and radiation, completely different from any any other type of hair loss. Right. Well, Colleen, this has been so incredibly insightful, and I'm sure I won't be the only one to think this. For those listening, eager to add Bosley MD's Thinning Hair Expert Program certification to their list of qualifications, um, how do they go about signing up and taking the course? Sure. Yeah, they can just go to bosleymd.talentlms. Um, it's a learning management system. It's super easy. You click on that link and then you can go in and you can register as a stylist and then boom, you're in the program. Um, you can, you don't have to take it all at once. You know, some people mm -hmm. will take a little mini module and then they'll come back, you know, later on. It's much easier on a tablet and a computer than your phone because you need to see, be able to see the pictures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they can, uh, uh, they can just go, uh, to that link, um, itself, or they can go, um, to our pro site, um, as well, if they'd, uh, like to access it that way, but super easy link. Yep. And just, I, I, I think you mentioned it, but I just want to make sure this training, does it have like a fee or cost associated to it or? It does not. And that's, that's the thing I love about it because it's more important, you know, that we share that education with the professional stylist because then they can share that with your clients. Mm -hmm. So, um, cause we're, 
we're here at the end of the day to help people, you know, and to help them hang on to their hair in a lot of cases, regrow hair. So it is, a, it is complimentary for the professional stylist. Amazing. Colleen, I can't thank you enough. And I honestly feel so privileged to have been able to have this conversation with you. I've personally learned a lot and I hope that stylists out there looking to deepen their knowledge on hair thinning and hair loss will find this as insightful as I have. Um, Yeah, I'm just really, really grateful. Thank you so much for your time. Well, Zoe, thank you for having me and thank you for what you're doing for our industry. Oh my gosh. So I was looking and listing some of the podcasts and I have to say the research and the effort and the time and the talents that you're giving to our industry to share knowledge is incredible. Um, I just can't believe all the subjects that you tackle and everything that you're doing. So thank you uh, for what you're doing for, for us and our industry. Well, absolutely. It's a, it's a pleasure. I, I, yeah, every, every conversation is a blessing. I just intend to keep on going for as long as I can, for as long as, as people want to listen, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure that'll be a very long time. So, (laughs) well, thank you so much once again for your time, Colleen. And uh, I hope to speak to you soon. Um, Best of luck with the uh, certification. Well, the going back to college part, you know, um, and um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we see more people taking on the, the full training, that, that specialization. I think that would be amazing for the industry. Oh, thank you, Zoe. And I know a lot more stylists now will have access to these programs um, by just, you know, having uh, and being on your podcast. So thanks again. So when it comes to feeling uncomfortable, we all have different thresholds. Some people are more naturally comfortable or over time will build up their tolerance for the unknown. Others may deal with behavioral inhibition, a personality type that shows a tendency towards distress and nervousness in new situations. And then there's dread too. So as a hairstylist, when you think of approaching a sensitive topic such as hair loss or hair thinning with a client, do you feel dread? Are things just unfamiliar? Or do you feel fear and anxiety about something bad or even dangerous happening to either yourself or your client? Because navigating things that are unfamiliar is a normal, healthy part of living and growing. And like anything that's initially unfamiliar, you eventually, with perhaps more knowledge or experience or exposure to the situation, become more comfortable and confident. Talking about hair loss or hair thinning might be triggering for you as a stylist, but are you aware of that? And if you are, are you willing to work through it or would it be best to have a plan B, support from a colleague, for instance, who could have those conversations with your clients? Because by helping your clients find answers and solutions, you can set them on a beautiful transformative journey. And that, I think, is likely always the goal for any service, making people feel and look like a million bucks. So in similar advice to what Salon Owner Summit speaker Tom Chapman offered, active listening and effective empathetic communication is key. Listen and be quiet. Lean into the silence. Let them talk. Hold that space for your clients. When the time is right, don't be afraid to ask questions that will help you better understand their hair loss concerns. And finally, with the expertise and care that you have, provide them with guidance. Thanks for listening to Forest FM and a special thanks this week to Elisa from Australia leaving a review on Apple Podcasts saying, I love listening to the Forest podcast while I'm at the gym. I always learn something and get inspired each and every time I listen. Zoe comes up with the best interview questions. 
Well, Lisa, I have to say that is probably one of my favorite compliments to receive. So thank you so much. It really goes straight to the heart. And if you are listening to this right now and you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. As always, you can head over to forest.com forward slash FM to catch all the latest from the show and check out the links and resources mentioned throughout the episode. And if you've got any feedback, be sure to let us know. Send us an email at forestfm at forest.com. Brought to you by Forest Salon Software. Forest FM episodes air weekly, sharing inspiring stories from the salon floor and amplifying community voices all over the globe. In your salon, we're at the heart of it. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z, Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Great music makes great moments.